Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Pick and Pod. I'm Tyler Freire alongside Pat Costello and Christian Goey. How are you guys doing? Living the dream. I second that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just get right into it. There's a lot of Knicks talk today about Carmelo Anthony and, um, again, that no trade clause that he has in his contract and whether or not he's going to be moved. He's been on record saying that this is the place I want to be. I never thought I'd be anywhere else. And then another quote is, uh, like I told you before, nothing came to me, nothing's on my table. Until that happens, there's no need to, no need to talk about it, no trade clause. So I feel like we're circling around with this conversation, but do you guys think he'll be traded by the end of the, end of the trade deadline? I don't even care anymore. <laughs> That's the thing. I just don't even care anymore. The Knicks don't matter. They're irrelevant to the wider on, scope man. of the come NBA. On. This I is mean, a New York podcast. Come on. Come on, man. Like Trade him. Don't trade him. Who cares? I don't want to hear it. They're not going to trade him. I, I just don't see Phil's Phil's not going to get anything that's really that valuable for him. I mean, obviously fans may just think it's good en- good enough value just to get rid of him at this point and tank for the rest of the year. But I don't see Phil just giving away Melo for nothing. I don't, you know, what what is Cleveland going to give up? They're not going to give up Kevin Love probably still, even despite the injury. What yeah. what are they going to give up? Like a like a the last pick in the first round? <laughs> I, I don't I don't understand. Or Kay Felder, uh, unless you get like a team like a third party a third team to come in and just like load up with draft picks. Yeah. I don't see them trading him for nothing. And everybody was so excited. They're like, oh, let's do the Kevin Love for Melo deal. And look what happens. Kevin Love's out for six weeks. God forbid we made that deal, and then we have now an injured Kevin Love with the Knicks. That would have so, been a terrible that, deal for the Cavs. But that was, I, I, I disagree completely. How? Yeah? Melo's a much better one-on-one scorer. He would, he would, what do you need a one-on-one scorer? You have LeBron and Kyrie Irving. How no, many more one-on-one takes, scores do you need? He, <laughs> He takes so much pressure off of LeBron by by being able to score in any way, especially off of Kyrie too. Kevin Love is they wouldn't have an offense. Kevin Love was nothing in the finals last year. He Throughout was, the whole playoffs, he was nowhere too. to be seen in the finals. They won because Draymond got suspended, and then Kyrie hit a crazy three, and LeBron made a great block. But yeah. I, I will give this to Kevin Love. He averages twenty and ten, which is only one of four players. He's a good player. He is a good player. I'm not trying to diss him. But inconsistent play in the playoffs has been a been a major factor for him. So, so <sighs> what makes you think that Carmelo would walk in and be the same Carmelo who's on the, the Knicks? Same, we had the same. We had the same conversation. Like legit. I think we did. <laughs> I'm pretty ago. sure we have because <laughs> it's the same thing with me. That's why I'm sick of this Melo conversation because it's just the same conversation for weeks on end and nothing I mean, changes. And it's circle. It just Charles Oakley gets kicked out. Of I the read. Head. I read something. <laughs> I don't uh, think that's related. From Kevin Kevin Pelton, he's like the analytics guy at ESPN, and he said like the Cavs are still slightly better with Kevin Love than Carmelo Anthony, but I still feel like LeBron would just be a lot better off with an option like Carmelo Anthony as opposed to Kevin Love. I don't know. I, I could be completely wrong. But. See, I don't think that Melo, being that they haven't made the playoffs since 2012. To just be thrown into the Cavs' offense that is expected to be in the finals every year, I think it's going to take take some time for him to adjust if that move is made. And they don't have any time because everyone knows LeBron James about win now, win now. So who knows if he would even help in the long run. He's 33 years old. He's been, been battling some injuries the last couple of years. I just he's gonna, I think he's going to stay put to the offseason, and then we'll probably see him leave when they have more time to work at a deal. But... I don't know. I think everyone's going to stay put for now. If, if the Knicks can get rid of him, get rid of him. Build around Joe Kim and Willie Hernan Gomez. Willie. Do not say love Joe Willie. Don't, do not say Joe Kim. Noah. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Porzingis. <laughs> okay, oh, good. Do not, do, <laughs> not build around, do not build around Joe Kim Noah. Oh, yeah. That's another thing about Herman Gomez, just real quick. He's now um, in the Rising Stars Challenge, so now the Knicks have two Thank players God. playing. I know. He's well deserving. I really love his game, guys. Really do. Re- yeah, I mean, how, how many players in the league have traditional post moves like he does? He's a post player. To its finest, like 
I mean, his footwork, his, his rebounding, he doesn't look like it when you see him on the court, like he's going to just take guys to school. But he's kind of similar to, like, Al Jefferson. Al Jefferson gave them a tough time when they played against each other earlier in the season. Yeah, at Indiana, kinda, I remember that game. Yeah, so. he's kind of similar to him. He's got, like, you know, that Marcus Al Jefferson footwork post moves. I, I mean, I love Billy. Oh wait! Oh, that's my that's my music, guys. <laughs> I thought it was coming from the computer. That was me. But no, I hear you on that because his game it really impresses me. And then the game against the Spurs, where they get a, a really tough game, where a tough win, where the Spurs uh, key players didn't really play well. Uh, I just think I just think he's perfect to be in that starting lineup, go along with Kristaps. And if Joe Kim, when Joe Kim does come back healthy, he better not be in that starting lineup. You got to keep Willie in there and uh, let the train roll a little bit. Here's here's my hot take on this. The starting lineup thing gets so overblown. People are oh well, they better put Willie in the starting lineup. They can't <laughs> put Joe. Kim. The starting lineup doesn't matter. It matters if he's not in the game at the end because he should be in the more game minutes, at the end. Who gets more, more crucial minutes? Yeah, yeah, he he's a starter in the last ten minutes of the game, and that's what matters. Joe Kim Noah is not going to be that guy. If <laughs> if they want to start Joe Kim Noah to keep him happy, fine. But can we also just talk about the fact that the Knicks? I mean, I'm sure you were going to allude to this, Tyler. The Knicks beat the Spurs, and they're probably going to try to screw up a good draft draft position in what's a loaded draft this yeah. year just so they can come up short of an eight spot. And even <laughs> if they get the eight spot, get dropped in the first round by either the Cavs or yeah. maybe even the Celtics right now, but it's going to be the Cavs. We talked about this briefly on Monday, when um, the day after they won that game, and they're in a dangerous position because they're in the middle of the pack right now in a, in a draft class where the top ten picks of this draft are going to be I think all all-star caliber type players. I know it's it's that's a big statement to make, but this this draft class is deep and right now they're sitting at I think like the 10th spot in the middle of the pack. They they are so inconsistent. The game before the Spurs, they were on a 6-game losing streak against losing to teams that the Knicks shouldn't be losing to and then you come out against the Spurs on national television and pick up a nice win, but what does that get you? And if, and if you don't if you end up not making the playoffs this year, you're going to look at those wins and say, "Hey, not that we should have tanked, but because you don't want to do that. You want to be competitive as a franchise. No, you but do. You do. It's when just. You want to tank. <laughs> you do want to tank. The Philly guy the himself. Fi- I was going to say that. The Philly <laughs> you guy. You want to tank. Uh, believe me. Trust the process, baby. Trust the process. I, yeah. mean, yeah. I mean, Pat has a point. I mean, look where it's gotten them. I mean, they're they're on the rise with Joel Embiid. I mean, if that's if Joel Embiid is going to be healthy. And instead of not, instead of uh, dancing at clubs, okay, actually, easy, like, get himself easy in enough. shape. All right. All right. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Let me just say. I have been saying since the Knicks decided to bring in Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah that that is just the worst decision you could make. I, I feel like a crazy person. I really do because I've been saying it all year, and now people are like, wow, they probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, you think, Sherlock? <laughs> and now you're stuck with him for three years, and no one's going to take that expiring contract either. So Four years, $72 million for I, I, old I, Joe Kim I, Noah? I didn't, I didn't have a problem with Derrick Rose coming. He was on a one-year deal. They could just – either go for a playoff spot and see what he had left in the tank or just let him walk. I, I didn't really care about, about Derrick Rose's trade. I thought it was a fine trade. I liked the risk-reward aspect of it. Joakim Noah, on the other hand, yeah, I mean, was... four years, $72 million for a center who hasn't played much late, lately and is showing that his prime has passed him. Uh, that's that's the worst move Phil has made so far. And I agree with you that Derrick Rose move was a better move than Joe Keem because it's, it's a one-year deal. And if you don't, I like, don't mind the Derrick Rose move even now. Me, yeah, not me either. Even though the one game he missed where nobody knew where the hell he was, it's it, but that was a little that was a red flag. But it's a one-year deal, and if you if you don't like that, then you know he's what? gone. He's gone, and I think he's gonna go to Minnesota. Honestly, where um, 
his he former should, head coach yeah. Tom Thibodeau is with instead him. of Rubio maybe. But they have Chris Dunn there too. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, fifth pick in the draft. Yeah, I don't a, think they would want him. I, no, just, just because they're yeah. they're in rebuild mode. Unless right now. and he's looking takes, for a max contract too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Unless he takes a massive pay cut to go play for Thibodeau. And and like be a maybe a backup to Chris Dunn. I, I don't see it happening. He's basically the new Rondo now, isn't he? He's <laughs> just gonna end up on a bunch he's of different the leftover. Teams. <laughs> he's he's the leftovers. Yeah. He's damaged goods and nobody's gonna want him for the price he's looking for. Oh, all right. And Nick's rant. I was gonna say, uh, any <laughs> next fi- <laughs> any final thoughts on the Knicks before we move on to some trade deadline stuff, guys? Well, I think it's just critical that they realize the future is a lot more important than the present right now. They're not going to go anywhere in the present, and they should tank. I mean, honestly, if I had to tell Phil or Dolan one thing, it would be do your best to not win another game this season. And uh, I don't blame you with that because, like we said before, this draft is deep, but it's tough for a franchise to do that, But and especially in New York where you're going to get ridiculed every game. So yeah. that's going to be tough, but Sergi Baca, guys, he's now with the Toronto Raptors to go along with Jonas Valanciunas, DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, and the crew. I think it's a great move. Pat doesn't really think so as much, if I it's if fine. I recall correctly. Uh, from I the agree pre- with Pat, actually, on this. I think with Von- uh, Jonas Valanciunas and Sergi Baca at the 4-5, and five, and then you got DeRozan and Kyle Lowry, I think they can make a push at that second seed where Boston's sitting at right now. I think it's a great deal for for the Raptors. Not so much Orlando, but the Raptors definitely got better, I think. The best thing that's going to come of this is, like, maybe they'll make the conference finals and get knocked out. I mean, <laughs> this doesn't propel them to, like, winning a championship all of a sudden. No. Serge Ibaka is not that guy. But you can't blame them for at least, like, going for no, it. Who else I, are they going to get, really? Yeah, I so. mean, go shoot your shot. I just don't really like Serge Ibaka. Like, he's a, he, <laughs> he thinks he's a stretch four. He's not. He's not a great three-point shooter. And he tries to be a three. Yeah, he shooter. shoots threes all the time. He was never. That's because that's what he was consistent. kind of forced to do when he was on the Thunder. Yeah, yeah I mean, sit in that but, corner, but think yeah. about it. The Thunder picked him over Harden because he was an interior presence and because he blocked shots and was good down low. They didn't sign him instead of Harden because because he could shoot threes. That was a game. He, that was a, a dimension to his game that he added, and he thinks he's really good at. He's not. And I don't like Ibaka because of that. But if he was the shot blocker down low and the interior presence, I would like him a lot more. How bad does that decision look now, signing Ibaka instead of James Harden, with James Harden railing off as many triple-doubles as he has and probably the MVP frontrunner? And, the, and then the cap went up, and they could have kept him anyway. <laughs> so, but yeah, Isn't that crazy to think, though? Because I, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and James Harden were all on the same team at the same time. And yeah. now look at what they're all doing with their own respected teams. It's amazing to see. And they got to the finals, and they lost 4-1 to the Heat, which they weren't weren't as ready. They're all really young, young, like 22, yeah. 23 years old. Just just imagine they they found a way to stay together and what they could have done to challenge. They're all MVP caliber players. Exactly, and they're probably all going to be top five at the end of this year it's, it's, in MVP voting. And just imagine that they were all on the same team at the same time. That's just, just wanted to bring It's like the up. Warriors right now, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, with four <laughs> All-Stars. They had one extra one because they would have had three, but now the Warriors got four, so... Right. I mean, it's, um, it's it's, before we move off of Surge, I do want to just talk about what the Magic are doing. If someone could please <laughs> enlighten awful. me as to what is going on What's in Orlando. Name? Is it Rob Hennigan? Rob Hennigan, yeah, I mean, a.k.a. the worst GM. <laughs> what are you doing, what Rob? Did, he turned Oladipo into... Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. And I mean, not that Oladipo is a superstar, but he, he was your, like, solid. He was a top five pick in the draft that you basically just traded for... Terrence Ross, right? Or Terrence, Terrence Ross, Ross yeah, and the worst of the, the Raptors' yeah. <laughs> first-round picks. 
Because no, no, I think it was uh, the Raptors and what was the other team involved? They get the best of the two, those two teams. And there was another team involved. I it thought. Was, um, uh, Clippers, wasn't it? No, I don't think so. Wasn't it the Clippers pick? I thought that the Raptors had the Clippers pick, or something like that. And oh, this is this is in turmoil now. I'm gonna I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check. But still though, even even so, even so, like, what? It's, Orlando, they're, are they tanking right now? They probably they're they're on the way to that. <laughs> you, I guess. I mean, I don't know. Nobody knows because Rob Hennigan is just hard. Remember when the Sixers decided to take Alfred Payton? Yeah. And they were like, "Hey, do you want him?" And Rob Hennigan was like, "Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll give you this draft pick for our pick two picks later." And the Sixers were like, wow, he just fell right into that trap. <laughs> that and, was, he's just. And not to mention he has the worst hair in the NBA. Yeah, I think you're right. That, yeah. that's a side note. Yeah, was it, it, the it was the. Uh, no, it's it's the best of the picks. Oh, they, yeah. they had like two two options for a first round pick. But oh, I thought they got the the late. No, they, they I mean, it's still going to be in the 20s of the oh. pick. The first round pick's not going to be like a lottery pick. But I'm not, I'm not saying that Surge is going to make them go to the finals, but. It can make them more competitive in the playoffs. It's an attempt. Yeah, it's an attempt. And you know what? People, these teams in the East, that's what they have to do. They have to take a, a swing and um, perfect transition to the next trade. I like Terrence Ross, kind of. I lo- I like Terrence Ross, and he had a, fi- a he had a fifty point he had a fifty point game I think like two years right. ago. Right, yeah, he's not ruined, a bad player. You ruined Tyler's segue, Christian. I God. was gonna say Jimmy <laughs> Butler. And no, but, oh wait, before I was gonna do Jimmy Butler, you said you had a trade. Oh, I have my favorite trade machine <laughs> trade of all time. It's a three-teamer. Listen to this oh, one, boys. Oh man! All right, so the Heat, the Heat would get. I wish these were realistic. I do. Who says no? Who says no? Basically, <laughs> the Heat would get Michael Kidd Gilchrist. The Bucks would get Goran Dragic. 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 Something like that. And the Hornets would get Chris Middleton. Who says no? I mean, that's such a lopsided trade. I don't know why anybody would trade Chris Middleton for those guys. I mean, I like Dragic. And where's Chris? I can't pronounce his name right now. I know. I Goran. Goran. Goran, yeah. And where- the Bucks need a point guard. They don't have one. And where's Kid, Gil- Kid Gilchrist going, you said? Miami. Miami. I, they should, it, I mean, honestly, the, the Bucs should the just make Giannis their point guard. Yeah. Giannis they should they just be the point should. guard, like he was at the end of last year. And yeah, the way the way Giannis has been playing too, he he's shown he can distribute the rocks. Michael so. Kidd Gilchrist for Goran? That seems like a little strange. That's I, like maybe yeah, the, that's like maybe the worst three team deal actually. I had but, higher hopes but, for, but this, Gorin, for this trade. Goran is a thirty year old playing on a team of twenty two year old. <laughs> you can add trade, a twenty two year old Michael Kidd Gilchrist to that. Roster, but he, he wouldn't do stinks. that. He, he doesn't stink. He's twenty-two. You see, his, you see his jump shot. He's twenty-two. His jump shot is like. Are you this. kidding me? He's been in the I league forever, and he stinks. So dude. is Goran, and he's horrible. He no, doesn't Gorin do it. is he not a horrible. Add, he doesn't add anything. Hey, Goran is not. Horrible. Oh, Goran has. I think Goran has a most improved player award under his belt. If I'm, Ooh, if I'm not wow. mistaken. Cool. I get what you 30. just said. Goran Dragic is uh, the worst. Is is a player. He's like legit one of the better point guards. I like Goran a lot. On a team that is irrelevant, like he was on an irrelevant team with Phoenix, and I mean, now he's on an irrelevant trade? team can, with can, the Heat. Can we just move on to another trade? Because like you're just so flat out wrong. <laughs> okay, so this is I'm, this is I'm what I know. okay. I had higher hopes for that trade. A little disappointed about that, Pat. Man. But moving on to a, a blockbuster trade that is being reported. Boston Celtics are going after two guys that I think. Can yeah, make this them. is the realistic one. Hey, come it's, on! It's actually <laughs> come it's, on! <laughs> oh my God! It's being reported by respective sources, okay? And I think that if the Boston can make this trade for any one of these two guys, either Jimmy Butler or Paul George, they can make a run at the Cavs 
and honestly, yeah, they can make a run and challenge them maybe seven games in the Eastern Conference Finals. But right now, their favorite is to get Jimmy Butler, with some rumors about uh, Paul George. But what do you guys think about a deal with Jimmy Butler going to Boston? How do you think that will fare for the Eastern Conference? I don't. I don't even know how that would happen. Who would they deal? We I were mean, doing a little trade machine we work were before. To. We <laughs> couldn't even figure it out. Like, yeah, it's maybe you got to give up Avery Bradley and Crowder and a pick. I think some. obviously we 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 were right with Amir Johnson because the expiring contract. He's a lot of money that would go over to Chicago and kind of like balance it out money wise. But you throw in, I think Jay Crowder would be in that deal. Yeah, and maybe t- like Terry Rozier, like one of their young point guards. And then another, like, an, at least one first-round draft pick. At least one first-round draft that pick. That seems like a lot. No, I don't. I mean, you're getting Jimmy Butler, who's an all-star. He's, he's probably the best. He, he's probably the best shooting guard, in the, one of the best shooting guards in the game right well, now. Small forward. Oh, he's or, small forward? Yeah, because Wade plays shooting oh, guard. Oh, true, yeah. true. Yeah, so he, But he can play shooting guard, too. Best, One of the he best two-way be players in the league, as I, if I change that. One of the best two-way players in the I league. I don't think so. that's actually too much, because Boston's trying to, like, this would push them over the edge, and Butler's a young player, and he's an all-star starter, and he's getting better and better each year. You have to give up something. Jay Crowder's that something and the first-round draft pick, and then you're giving up Amir Johnson and, like, a young guard in Terry Rozier when they have a lot of young guards. And not to mention— Plus they have 12 picks. They have, yeah. saying, Not to mention all the picks that they can offer them and this guy who's 5'9", named Isaiah Thomas, who I've become a huge fan of, and I think he should have serious consideration for MVP. I don't think Indiana would want to give up Paul George. No? Like, maybe maybe Chicago because they, like, they're, like, starting to trend towards rebuild. Yeah. But I don't think, like— I don't think Indiana wants to give up Paul George. Indiana, they're sitting six right now in the East, so maybe they're they're looking at it like, hey, we're not going to be able to compete. Let's let's get as much as we can for Paul George before he becomes a free agent. I'm not sure about his contract and when he's going to be a free agent, but maybe that's what they're thinking. Danny Ainge is a great GM, so I'm sure he's going to be on the phone. These Boston next... ties, <laughs> exactly. So I think they're going to. I think there's going to be a big splash. Like I was saying to. Pat before the show that I every year there's always one big deal done in the NBA so it's, it's usually just one big nice blockbuster deal that's kind of shakes up the league a little bit and I yeah. think I think it's gonna be Jimmy Butler going to Boston I wow, think it's gonna be, be great I think so Goron to Milwaukee <laughs> <laughs> that is Michael Kidd Gilchrist to the Heat and Chris Middleton to the what. To the was it Charlotte? Charlotte. Charlotte. <laughs> to Charlotte, yeah. You don't even know the own the three teams in the trade. That's because there's three teams, and I got confused. <laughs> no, I think I think Jimmy Butler to Boston. If yeah. Boston can pull that off. If he can pull it off, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you're yeah. talking about Isaiah Thomas with Jimmy Butler and Al Horford. I yeah. think you could definitely make a run. With Marcus Smart, who's like a, a bruiser on that defense. And if a, they keep Avery Bradley? Exactly. I, if they can find a way to keep their core, that that uh, those core four guys you just mentioned, and get Jimmy Butler with giving up like couple picks, that's almost like too great. good to be true, though. Like I, it sounds. Well, like I think it. I think these guys, these teams in the Eastern Conference, are probably getting sick and tired of everyone saying, "Oh, it's just going to be the Cavs in the finals, Cavs oh, in the just finals." Hate all the super teams. Oh, uh, and so honestly, <laughs> oh man, I'm not a fan of it either. I'm more about like the whole competitiveness. Where um, back in the day, it was not even back in the day. I'm talking about oh seven, oh eight, where it was. You had Boston, you had Orlando going to the finals, you had um, Cavs with LeBron. It was yeah. more competitive back in the day. Now it's just Cavs, and that's, it's, that bothers me. That's what I was talking about with my friends like the other days. There's no parity in basketball. Every other sport, like hockey, any team that gets into the NHL playoffs has a chance at the cup. Football, yeah. not really, but you kind of I mean, can go on a little bit of a run. Nobody expected Sunday. Falcons to be there. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, Baseball, anybody can win, like the Royals from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With basketball, it's Cavs Warriors. You know that's going to be the finals, <laughs> or or basically Spurs just maybe, like maybe any Spurs, team maybe. with LeBron, and then yeah, and then I mean Kevin Durant sort of did ruin the NBA. He just completely Kevin Durant ruined. Did? 
And yeah. I, and I Why hate did Kevin Durant ruin the NBA because he made the West sole like uh, he monopolized the West. It is Golden State for like the next how many? He had years. to though. And I I don't like these what? comments that his mom made either. We're saying oh, <laughs> I had to bring to that to up. Golden State. I, I had to bring that up because his mom's over here complaining to the media. Oh, they shouldn't be booing my son. He shouldn't be doing this and that. First of all, you're on a you're on a team that was up three one against a team that sent the regular season record for most wins in the season. They lose three games in a row, not to mention a game six where they're up by 20 and Klay Thompson goes bananas in the second half. You're one game away from the finals and you leave to the team that beat you. So they have every right to boo, and I just had to bring that up because I seen it earlier this morning. And I to agree with Christian's point, I think he uh, monopoli- monopolized the, the NBA and more specifically the Western I mean, Conference. I, I don't blame him for going to Golden State. That's not what I'm saying. But yeah, he did sort of like ruin the NBA. Like but, it's Le- gonna be- but LeBron did it first. Well, I, I blamed LeBron at the time too, but now LeBron's is in How an awful conference. How can you blame two people for ruining but, the NBA? But they, LeBron they did. They ruined the NBA. They really did. They monopolized each conference and they went to the finals every year. It's a lot of fun to watch them. The Celtics ruined the NBA. Cricket. Yeah, Cricket. yeah, <laughs> yeah they No, did. but there but, were better teams back then. Yeah, I mean, the, honestly, the East. Like, I don't feel bad for the East. They, they just stink. They're just poorly run. Most of those teams. The West. There's a lot of good teams in the West, but yeah. you know. With the Warriors this year and and for the future, I don't see anybody taking down the Warriors. Yeah. And and but the Durant Warriors, didn't the Warriors have are worse to go. than they were last year, though. And I said that no, they would not. be. They, they, they are. They, they just not. are. They tie their their regular I mean, season loss, it losses. The record doesn't matter. It, it, it's that was an anomaly last year. That's something we'll never see again, or we may never see again. But it's gonna you're gonna see how much better they are come come playoffs. And that kind of backfired on them too because uh, Steph wasn't 100 yeah, in the playoffs. I, they, I don't they, care about the record. Yeah, and just to mention about LeBron James and what he did with Miami, thats n- I don't think that is as bad as what Kevin Durant did going to the Warriors. I actually do. <laughs> but I, I this, think they're equal. I don't think, but yeah, but I let don't me give think you my, one's worse equal. than I think the other. All right, equal. let me give you my point. Let me give you my point. First off, the Warriors have four All-Stars. The, the Heat only had three. The Heat won 30 games before the year LeBron came. The Warriors won 73 before Kevin Durant. Not to mention they were in the finals the year before Kevin Durant went. And it wasn't a sure thing with with LeBron going there yes, because it was. yes, it was. Come on, Dallas. Not hey, a Dallas single Mavericks. person went. Oh, yeah, okay. I the mean, Mavericks. but I, I don't know. I just I think mean, it's there's some similarities. Yeah, he left his his uh, team that drafted him for a super team, but the the Heat were nowhere near what the Warriors are now. So I think what Kevin Durant did was worse than what LeBron. Did they James win did. like 37 games in a row or something? 28, I think yeah. it was. I want to make it clear that like I don't blame these guys for doing what they did. I just think it's awful. Like the the end result is the league is yeah, just it diminishes the you product. You just know you just know who's going to be in the finals. No other team really has a chance, and yeah. it's just delusional to think any team's going to beat the Cavs or the Warriors, unless maybe the Celtics that they get Jimmy Butler. I, yeah, maybe that would make it. I'm really high on Isaiah Thomas. He's become one of my favorite Love players Isaiah in the Thomas. league, and Jay Crowder and Marcus Smart are those. Like I said before, I use the term bruisers. Like they'll get in your face. They'll. They'll they'll make some they'll cause some trouble for the other team and if you add Jimmy Butler to that to that group who's also a really great defender, they can make a run at um at the Cavs and if the Boston Celtics uh people are listening go go make that move, I don't know if they're definitely not listening though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm if you can get it. I think we all agree on 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 Boston should go for it. I think they will go for it. Danny Ainge is pretty aggressive. What do you guys think about Kevin Love being out? Do you think the Cavs are gonna fall out of that number one seed after he's out for six weeks now? And uh, J.R. Smith is coming back in, um, I think, at the first game after All-Star break, he'll be back. But do you, do you, they're going to fall off a little bit or what? J.R. Smith stinks. <laughs> I don't like J.R. either. I know your take on J.R. too. When he was with the Knicks, he was he won a six-man of the year. But 
See, I think the question is, does it matter if they fall out of the first place spot? Why not? Why? Because who cares? Like they're, <laughs> they're, so they play the seventh worst team. Let's say, or I mean, like the seven seed instead. That's so, not matter. So let's say Boston gets into the number one seed after they get Jimmy Butler. That w- that can give them some confidence going into the playoffs. Say, hey, they're not they're not better than us, you know. And Kevin Love being out six weeks, he's going to come in in the middle of March and try to get back into to the full swing of things when playoffs two couple weeks away. I don't know. I think they're going to fall out of the number one seed just because I'm really high on the Boston wow. Celtics. I, I'm really high on the Boston Celtics this year, guys. I, I mean, mean, it's it does. It does matter in a sense of morale, I guess, but not really because you're either facing like the Bulls or some other crappy team. Maybe, the Cavs are on maybe cruise the Pacers. Control. Yeah, they're I mean, on cruise control yeah. right now. It, it I, I don't. I still don't think they're going to fall out of that no. one spot because LeBron James. They could fire. make it. They could make bomb, it bro. into the eighth and seed and yeah. still run the table and win the championship. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Once, once LeBron's in the playoffs, playoff really LeBron is. comes out. So If he flips that switch once once yeah, after man. All-Star break, it's he like... He flips the switch and turns off social media, and, <laughs> and then... Uh, Any team right now, unless Boston makes that trade, they're done. They're not gonna. They're not gonna beat Cleveland. No matter. Even if Kevin yeah. Love is not hundred percent, they're not beating LeBron and Kyrie. I think it's the inner basketball fan, NBA fan inside of me that wants Boston to make this move because I want the East to be competitive and I don't want it to be Cavs and Warriors. Even though it will be historic, no team has ever played each other three times in a row in the finals. Even though that would be something cool to see, it would be the tr- the trilogy. They both split. It would be the rubber match. That would be great to see. But competitive Warriors will win that too. You think so? If it's Cavs Warriors, it's a little early. It's a little early. early. I, when we get closer to the playoffs, we'll have our uh, our playoff uh, edition of a uh, pick and pod. But I, I like I, just to end it off with the trade deadline stuff. I think Jimmy Butler and the Bulls and the, and the Celtics should try to make that move happen. But did you guys watch the Thunder and Warriors game over the weekend? Uh, yeah, I did. I did watch a little bit. Did of you see it. how chippy it got at half yeah. court with Russell? And that Kevin was Durant? interesting. That was very interesting. I did not expect that to happen. A lot of people were like reading his lips and they were putting the quotes online. He's like, "I'm here. I but ain't look. going anywhere." Yada yada. But look, yada. I think Ke- it's overblown. Ke- yeah, I think so. Kevin Durant proves every time he's just a far superior player to, to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. He's just a much better player. He's more efficient. efficient. He's, just, he's just a better player. And and they've dominated OKC all three times. All three times, right? So, yeah. well, that's not Russell Westbrook's fault. He's playing no, with nobody. It's, it's not, you're right. It's not. It's not. It's not Westbrook's fault. But he would have to score like a hundred and thirty. But he he outplays Westbrook every single time they face each other. Now they don't even guard like it's, when, when you say they outplay each other. They don't really play. The they don't. Same yeah, you're position, right. They don't so directly like guard each other. But Kevin Durant has better games every single time they. I watched face most. Each other. I watched most of that game and. Um, it was like a little eerie watching like Russell kind of chip at him a little bit and watch Kevin Durant have a really good game, not this third good game against his former team. I don't know. I don't. I don't feel bad for Russell in a sense, but I kind of. I kind of get the feeling that he looks at Kevin Durant and the Warriors and he says, "Damn, I. I just can't beat this team with my team constructed the way it is." He's a competitor. He's one of the most fierce ones in the league. I don't think he'll the admit. Most. He won't admit that. But deep down, when he's sitting home by himself eating his. Cereal or whatever he's doing in the, in the morning, <laughs> he's probably saying, "Damn, we're in his cocoa puffs." Is, I was gonna say cocoa <laughs> watching puffs. ESPN. Like, oh my man. god, he's probably saying that we have no shot beating beating the Warriors, which a lot of the teams in the West, with ex- with the exception of the Spurs, can say that. But it just goes back to the conversation about the balance of power, and it's just. But he signed a, a one year extension, right, or two year extension? Three you... a three year extension with the second year being a player option. Okay, all right. So and well, he, did, he's just dumb. And did you guys see what um what uh Anthony Davis's agent said? That, no. Oh, they want to play in L.A. together, right? Yeah, they, the they want to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anthony Davis and uh, Russell both had that player option after the end of next season, 
Oh, the, they do. The the AD does also. Yeah, run, Anthony. run, Anthony. Run, and he should get he should out dart. of there. He should dart over to uh to LA because that's a big market and that, to go along with Russell and then maybe their young talent they got. Brandon Ingram and well, I mean, if Russell goes there, D'Angelo's either going to be gone or he's going to be like a sixth man or a shooting guard. And then what about Jordan Clarkson too? They're going to have to really figure things out then. But I know they'll he, they'll take Russell and AD over anybody. I know you're high on Russell, but he might be better as a backup to Ru- you know maybe he's better as a backup. Yeah, Russell to Russell, right? <laughs> you know. I We've said Russell too much, and I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, I, but I was confused at first, and then I realized what he was saying. And yeah, I mean, I like D'Angelo Russell a lot, but I mean, he hasn't played that well. He hasn't been healthy this year. So here is the most important question that I have for the podcast: Does Russell Westbrook put his cereal in before his milk? Because <laughs> oh, he's, I he's, feel a, he's like a milk he first guy. Does. He's crazy. He's milk he's, first. Yeah, I milk feel first like he's milk crazy. first. I'm all about cereal first because I like pouring the milk all like well, a good. You're, you're a human, <laughs> exactly. Because my no, my brother, my twin brother, does milk first. He'll walk downstairs with a with a bowl. You should of, kill him before he kills you. With a bowl, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? He's, He's coming. A psycho. He'll have a, a he'll come down with a box of cereal and a and milk and everything. I'm like, why don't you just put it all together in one? <laughs> like, I don't understand the concept of it. But I feel like there's a metaphor for the I'm warriors scared for somewhere. <laughs> for real, I, I'm scared for myself. <laughs> cereal conversation. Oh, now, I can't believe there's actually people who pour their milk first. He like, does it all the time. That's a, an outrageous thing to hear. <laughs> He's always been doing it, and it's it's. I always get at him for it because I think it's so strange. But oh, God bless you, Tyler. Exactly, and we have to sleep in the same uh, house. So, <laughs> but uh, All Star Break coming up. Uh, we got a lot of um, any predictions about uh, this weekend dunk contest winners, East West. Uh, any anything, guys? I don't care. <laughs> you don't care? No, all star game's pointless. Let me just remind. Damn, let me just. Weekend. We only have a, a few seconds, so I'll, I'll wrap it up. But cool. DeAndre Jordan, center. It's gonna be good to see him in the dunk contest. Yep. One last thing. Another year, LeBron doesn't do it and give the fans what they want. I'll <laughs> I'll go on a big rant about that next week. Yeah, next week because he should be doing dunk contest, and he said he would, and he didn't. So. He's uh, he should. But what an, what an entertainer! Let's bring this back next week. I'll yell about the All Star game. <laughs> yeah, we, we should have a full All Star edition about Boom. everything we that will. went on. We but uh, all right, guys, this was a great show alongside Pat Costello and Christian Goey producing and hosting. I'm Tyler Freire. We'll see you guys next week.